0: Welcome back, 1160 AM, The Quest, Atlanta Catholic Radio. We are grateful that you are are listening. We are in day two of our pledge drive. We are trying to raise the funds that are necessary in order to keep Catholic Radio strong in Atlanta. We are currently at $22,250 for the day, yesterday we were at $54,414. So woohoo! We are excited and we are we are really, really having lots of fun here. And we would love it if you would give us a call at 678-688-4549 with a pledge of any amount. When we do these local pledge drives, we also get to bring in great local guests. And our next great guest is Father Jack Knight. He is the parochial vicar at St. Benedict County Catholic Church in Johns Creek. And so, uh, welcome, Father. Woohoo! We- You're most welcome. <laughs> I love it. He is posing for the camera. He's got it. He knows what he's doing here. All right. This is going to be a great hour. I can already tell. Oh, yeah. All right. So, we are going to, if we would, if you would lead us in prayer, we know that all good things begin with prayer. So.
1: Absolutely. Let's begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear good and gracious Father, we give you thanks for this day, the ability to come together. To praise you in our work, we ask that you bless us, our families, all the listeners, that they may have a real encounter with God. Through the ministry that this radio provides for our local church here in Atlanta, we pray for all those who are suffering, all those who are in need, all those who need Jesus Christ to be made present in their life. We entrust everything we are, everything we will ever become, into the most precious hands of Our Lady as we say, Hail Mary, full of of grace, grace, the Lord Lord is is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray pray for us sinners, sinners, now now and at the hour hour of our our death. death. Amen. Amen. St. John Paul II, pray pray for us, us. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta.
0: Pray for us. In
1: the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. So we'll talk about why you chose those two saints, too, whenever whenever we get into the interview part, but a few housekeeping things before we start. We have this wonderful bell. We ring the bell in celebration, and uh, we want to celebrate when we get a founder, and we haven't had one for a while. We have had 13 so far this week. Um, and uh, we would love to get another one. We had nine yesterday for today. We have Julie, Julietta, Denise Janet, Betty, St Bridget's men's Club, Michael, Father Peak, Denise, Major General Tom, an anonymous donor, Gift of Hope, and Peter, who all called in as founders. The founder is a hundred dollars a month for thirty six months or a one-time pledge of $3,600, it's an automatic ring of the bell. So you ring it every time we get a founder.
1: Let's do 13 uh, more. Well,
0: I'd love to do 13 more. <laughs> I and I love this guy. I'm telling you what, he is ready to roll. So come on and give us a call. We also ring the bell when we get to $30,000. We're currently at 22,250. We ring it at every increment of $10,000. So when we, we get to 30,000, we ring the bell. Um, so number to call to get us rolling is 678-688-4549. We also have a few giveaways. The giveaways are a holy card of St. Gabriel, who's the patron of Catholic Radio, to anybody who calls in with a pledge of any amount. All monthly donors receive a book of the hour, and you can ask the volunteer what the book of the hour is. All founders get the Echo Dot, so we'll send that out to you as a thank you. Thank um, you. We uh, have a daily drawing, so everyone who calls in with a pledge of any amount goes into a drawing, and we're giving away a blessed rosary from a holy site, and uh, we also want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to Chick-fil-A on uh, Woodstock Road here in Roswell because they donated our Chick-fil-A breakfast sandwiches. There might even be one over there still. And I'm telling you what, I got one at lunch and it was still warm. I don't know how they keep them it's warm like that in. long. Oh, it's plugged in. I was like, wow, why are these so warm? So they've got a plug-in thing and it's over there. And, and so you can go get one if you want to, Father, if there's still some left. <laughs> um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. I also have just a brief announcement and then we'll get to talk to you. there. We, um, it, it's critical... Um, that we announced this because there is a, a vote coming up in the Georgia Senate tomorrow. The Senate committee is preparing to vote at 3 p.m. on House Senate Bill 481 called the Heartbeat Bill Prohibiting Abortions After the Heartbeat Has Been Detected. Um, Please use your voice to cast your vote regarding this important legislation. Your voice may determine whether or not the Senate will actually bring it to the floor for a vote. So to see the names and the numbers of the four key members of the committee who will vote tomorrow, go to thequestatlanta.com and they're going to put it up there for you. They're working on it right now because it's really important that that we uh, do what we can against this. Um, call all four senators and let them know your opinion on this vote. Include your name, your zip code, and address when leaving a message along with your wishes for this bill and reference House Bill 4 4- 481. Um, Vote to get House Bill 481 out of committee with no exceptions. We want to get it to a vote. We want to get it out of committee. We want to bring it to the floor for a vote. House Bill 481. Tell them you want to see it voted on. So um, really, really critical. Am I doing that right? Did I do that right? Okay, cuz I'm not here in Georgia so I don't exactly understand all of it. Um I come from Kansas City, but I'm trying to read what they what they told me, but you know, this heartbeat bill um prohibiting abortions after the heartbeat has been detected to me seems like a no-brainer. I mean, and to most of us who support life, seems like a no-brainer, you know? If it, if somebody has life, they have a heartbeat. So how can you possibly say that it's not a human being, but we're seeing the darkness come where people are saying New York is saying you can even kill them after they're born. You know, it just it's amazing how far we've come, and and it's sad, and and it's time for all of us to stand up and be counted. It is time for the lady to really stand up and to act, and this is one of the ways that you can do that. So go to um, the the at atlanta dot you have to put in the t h e t h e quest q u e s t atlanta.com go there find out more information and uh, you know ask that that vote comes to the floor and and that um, you know we're able to to get this heartbeat bill voted on all right so we're talking with Father Jack Knight he is the parochial vicar for St Benedict Catholic Church in Johns Creek Georgia and uh, so you know Father Often when I do these pledge drives, I ask the priests for their vacation story, vocation story, and often I have somebody call in that says that they're more seriously considering the priesthood because of what they heard. So can we start with your vocation story?
1: Absolutely. I grew up here, actually, in Georgia from the age of four in the northeast side of Atlanta in a suburb called Buford, Georgia, and I am the son of my mother and father, obviously, and I am the youngest of four children. Okay. I have three older sisters. And so I was blessed among women my entire life, (laughs) lots of women in my life. And my father and multi generational and multicultural. My mother hails from Puerto Rico. My dad is from Detroit, Michigan. I was born in Florida, but I grew up here in Georgia. So I'm just a blessed mess, just trying to do what the (laughs) Lord wants. And so I grew up in Buford, and I didn't think I was going to be a priest at all. I um, went through schooling. My parents moved down to Florida my senior year of high school where I went to Trinity Catholic High School. And I went there and I really fell in love with my faith even more. My parents always lived out the faith um, and always provided a great example for us. So after that, I got a uh, scholarship to the University of Northward in Jacksonville. That's where I attended. I did a lot of soul searching over the course of five years. I never graduated. Um, I was only attending school for two and a half of those years. The other two and a half years, Collectively, I was doing international missions all over the place, um, from the missionaries of the poor in Jamaica to Amigos for Christ in Nicaragua to i did I walked the Camino al Camino de Santiago, which is the way of St James, uh, five hundred miles across northern spain it 's the third most traveled Catholic pilgrimage in the world and so I did a lot of soul searching every time I would come back to school at the University of North Florida. I would change my Major. I was a health administration major for a little bit. I studied secondary education with a minor in Spanish. um, And then I came back and looking at business administration um, with hospitality management as well. So I just kept doing a lot of soul searching. Um, My dad got sick and had a heart attack in 2009, which brought me back home to Georgia. Um, He's, thank God, he just celebrated his 72nd birthday two days ago and um he's doing great but that 2009 really called me back to serve my family in a very uh, particular way within a couple of weeks of being home to help my father and my mother out um and my entire family i got a job as the assistant to the superintendent for catholic schools here in the archdiocese um so i worked for the, for them for just under a little 2 years um there was a priest by the name of father luke ballman who was the vocation director at the time and kept seeing that I was eating lunch by myself because I would have to man the desk and answer the phone calls while everyone else was at lunch. So when I would go to lunch, everyone else was done. So he, I think, stalked me out and saw this young, single Catholic man going to mass every day at the chancery. And he's like, so do you have a vocation to the priesthood? And I said, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Um, at, At that time, I'd had two serious relationships in college and marriage was what I wanted. I've uh, all my three sisters are married. I have 10 nieces and nephews right now. Awesome. Um, and so I didn't want to do it. And so I fought tooth and nail for that. So I called uh, a priest that I knew, Father Eric Hill, asking. I was like, hey, can we meet? Please, I just need to meet with you. And so I met with him at Krispy Kreme, downtown Atlanta. Uh, he was a pastor in Decatur. And so we met, and I said, hey, listen, there's this priest, and he keeps bothering me. He keeps asking, hey, do you have a vocation to the priesthood. And I don't want, I don't want to do that. I, he's like, so Father Eric, being the great man of wisdom, he's like, well, have you thought about it? And I was like, no, not you too. You're coming after me. And do you guys get a kickback or something? If I sign up, do you get a new car or something? <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I didn't think I was going to go. He really, but the Lord knew Jesus Christ was moving in my heart, had really pulled my heart and put me in my family and gave me such a heart for service. And um, so after speaking with Father Eric for a little bit, he said, it's logical, just go to seminary for two years, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. He said, worst thing happens is that you get formed as a well, uh, well-formed well Catholic man, you finish your degree and then you keep going and doing international missions and get married. Um, if not, um, you you become a priest and you found your vocation. So I went and I never looked back, of course, mm-hmm. Over the course of eight years of studying for the priesthood, you have your days where you question, like, is this really what I want to do? And um, I, I'm so happy. I'm only nine, almost nine months into my priesthood here serving the archdiocese, and I couldn't be more happy. Every day provides its new challenges, and I was ordained in some very peculiar times that we're in right now, but super excited to serve the people of God here in Atlanta um, so that's just my vocation story and a nugget for y'all
0: awesome what a great great vocation you know I, I think uh, that's a, a trick that those vocation because uh, I hear it often oh just go for a year just go for two yours was two years usually it's just go for a year get it out of your system and then you go and you stay so so uh, I'm glad you did Absolutely. I am really glad that you went and uh, now we have this beautiful priest sitting across from us and uh, on Catholic radio and we are we are grateful whenever you started out you um, with prayer. You prayed and you asked for the intercession of Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Why those saints? Why'd you choose those two?
1: Well, I'm I'm from the generation of John Paul II, and he really set us on fire for the faith. I never met him. I never attended. I still haven't attended a World Youth Day. Wow. But his witness was so powerful to me that it made it super palpable and tangible that I could be young and I could be faithful and I could be Catholic. Mm -hmm. And so I always use his intercession because I know he's watching over my generation, even though 90% of uh, first-year college students stop attending Mass within their first year. I mean, that's just drastic. Mm -hmm. So I know he's got us. I know he's been praying for us ever since he left this world and is now in heaven Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta, um, who didn't she touch with her witness? And her witness was so powerful, especially for me as a former missionary. Um, I thought I was going to do missionary work internationally my entire life. I fell in love with being radically available to serve everyone. Um, Mother Teresa really played a pivotal role in my discernment to be a priest for the Archdiocese because I quickly realized that even though I'm not serving the poor here in Atlanta, I'm serving those who um, need me. And for a particular people here in Atlanta, serving the people who are spiritually uh, p- filled with poverty, spiritually speaking. And uh, Mother Teresa really changed. I know I'm paraphrasing what she said, but she she once addressed some, some people and said that the United States is the poorest country in the world. And she wasn't talking about money, she was talking about spirituality and being close and connected with God. And so that's where the mission is for me. The mission is here in the back backyard of where I grew up, um, reaching out to everyone, young and old. Mm-hmm. But I have definitely a heart for my generation who have somehow um, wandered away. So I will do everything in my power um, to witness and testify to God that Jesus Christ is relevant to us in this day and age
0: mm, i love that um so i want to go into that a little bit more but it would really be nice if we could we've been trying hard to get the the pledges coming in get the phone ring in 678-688-4549 678-688-4549 we really need your help because we are grateful. We are truly, truly grateful for the $22,250 that's been called in for the uh, $54,414 that came in yesterday. We are truly grateful for that, but we also know that it's not enough in order to, to pay the electric bills, to pay the mortgage, to pay the, the employee, just one employee for the whole station and everything else is volunteer because they use your money so wisely, um, but but really, truly it, you know, we we just, we need your help. We we only come to you for these pledge drives usually two times a year. Um, we were here back in the fall. Now we're back in the spring, come back in the fall again. Uh, so we got to work hard whenever we have the pledge drives in order to raise the necessary funds. So all of our listeners out there, please give us a call at 678-688-4549. 678-688-4549. Four, nine. We are talking with Father Jack Knight. You can also give us messages for him. You can give us prayer requests. Um, if you can make a donation at the same time, that's great. You do not have to because we want to support him because he is supporting Catholic radio. So 678 688 4549 is the number to call. You said something interesting. And what I think that you said is that uh, there is a mission here in your own backyard, and you were talking about for those who have wandered away from the faith. It's got to be a mother's biggest nightmare that their child is gonna go off and wander away from the faith. I think you said 90% leave their faith.
1: Within their first year of of college.
0: college. Wow, you know, um, what can we do um, to keep this from happening?
1: I think there's some great initiatives actually going on here in the archdiocese. Uh, Father Josh Allen is the chaplain right now, currently at Georgia Tech in Atlanta. And over the past four or five years, they've had 15, I think, or 16. I'm butchering the numbers of men entering the seminary in that time frame. Um, so we really just have to. Be part of the society in which we are and really reach them in a, in a fresh way that we're not changing the gospel message, but rather making it applicable to their lives. The thing is, is that we were catechized. Most of us all went to Sunday school, but we were never taught on how to have an encounter with a true living God and who Jesus Christ was for us. Um, we were taught the faith, but we weren't taught. How do we have an encounter with God? How do we pray? How do we work at our prayer life? And so you have all these kids who know the faith, but it's just more attractive to live of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And so really what we have to do is roll up our sleeves and just be present to everyone. Um, I'm going to the gym, I'm in my clerics. I'm going to Publix or any of the grocery stores and I'm in my clerics. Why? Because you never know that there might be an opportunity and where someone might need you they might need to know that god is still present in this world um and even though there's very peculiar times in that the church's uh sex abuse scandal and everything coming back up that's what i was ordained in i had maybe a month and a half of a honeymoon period Mm -hmm. and then i was hit with that so very early on in my priesthood i had to ask this paramount question why did i become a priest Mm -hmm. you know and i became a priest because i had an encounter with christ Mm -hmm and I want to serve his people. And so that means if our church goes broke, please God know, I'm going to be celebrating mass in the middle of a parking lot or a public square so that people can come and receive Christ. Mm -hmm. I didn't become a a priest because we have a great pope or we have a great archbishop or we have great people. The only reason why I became a priest was because Jesus Christ called me Mm -hmm. and I'm answering that call. Mm -hmm. And I know that he'll be faithful. And just as... It's that number one thing that I get asked. I'm a young priest and I have so many people Parents, uh, sisters, siblings, brothers of people who have fallen away from the faith and they're like, Oh, they just need to meet you, Father Jack. And I was like, No, 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 no. They need to meet the person of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. who's relevant to their life. Um, and so let's make it happen. You know, I do I'm preparing 14 marriages in this year, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But I call them to a higher standard than what is what is needed. Mm-hmm. And and I said, if you think that this is going to be easy, you pick the wrong priest. Because I'm going to ask a lot of you, but I think your marriage is worth it. See, the thing is is that our generation desires to be faithful and authentic but we 've been fed this this mentality, the gospel of disposability is what I call it. Mm. Everything is disposable in our life, from our cell phones to our cars to our relationships, and so God is in that in that container too that He is just disposable. I mean, I remember disposable disposable cameras where you had to like wind them back and drop them off to actually get them developed yeah, right, and yeah. so from a very subliminal message, everything that we 've bought into in this world has been. Absolutely disposable, and and that's where the gospel mm-hmm. message can really break in. That Jesus Christ is not disposable, and He is present, and just like that is what we're to model everything else off of. Mm-hmm. Is that relationship that is not for here, but for our relationship for eternal uh, salvation and and to be in heaven with Him? You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, so we have a prayer request. Okay, um, it's for denise and she wants us to pray for her friends family who are atheists especially their mom and dad
1: okay all right let's pray in this moment come lord jesus fill the hearts of your faithful i ask that you uplift denise in her prayer attention that there may be a faithful catholic or christian out there who is in touch with the real person of christ that they may be able to testify to who Jesus is in their life, that they may bring them back to be one of the flock, to be one of the church in which we are all broken, but serving the God that is perfect. May we be transformed, especially Denise and her friends, by the love of Jesus Christ, especially in this time of Lent, that we may grow closer to Christ so that others may be able to see our witness of faith. That is what is going to bring back our church to God. So we entrust everything that this is, this broken prayer, these words that we have to offer to you, our Lord. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. All right, so 678-688-4549, 678-688-4549. We are at $22,250 for today, talking with Father Jack Knight um, trying to, to get up to $30,000 to ring the bell. We can do that with a founder and we ring the bell. Any amount that you can give though, whatever it is, whether it's monthly, one time, however you can give, please just give us a call. 678-688-4549. 678-688-4549. And, um, Golly, you did all of these these mission trips, um, and it probably prepared you for where you are now because you were serving. And you know, I think it's that desire to serve that that also calls you to the priesthood. But what can you share with us about some of the mission trips that you did?
1: Absolutely. All of my mission trips had different aspects that brought me closer to Christ. Um, Some of them were evangelical and preaching and proclaiming the gospel to people who had lost their faith. I did about two months in Lithuania and Eastern Europe doing that. I also did building with Amigos for Christ in Nicaragua, where we built houses for the poorest of the poor and moving them out of the dumps and literally putting them into new homes. And that was transformational as a high schooler when I went with them. Um, for my last, my last pivotal trip was down to Kingston, Jamaica. And I remember going there and they were super excited to have me because they saw that I was a missionary from other trips and that I had a lot of experience, but I had never done medical missions, medical missions. I don't like anything that has to do with the body. I'm just not the type of one who likes blood or cuts or anything like that, or watching ER programs. And so I get there and they're like, wow, you have a lot of experience. We're going to put you in the Lord's place. And the Lord's place is one of their little centers where they give care to those who are suffering from AIDS. And so I went in not knowing what to expect. And then I remember the first day I met this guy named Frederick, um, and it forever changed my life. He was about my age at that time, mid 20, mid to early twenties, um, had AIDS and he had gangrene and, uh, The brother came over to me and said okay this is frederick this is jack jack why don't you take him over to get showered take his clothes off help him shower bathe bring him back we'll put new clothes and i'll take care of his room and make sure that the beds are made so i'm like i don't know what to do right kind of frozen Mm -hmm. and i didn't know what to do and um so i gathered myself and we went and and i i just remember talking with god when I was wheeling him over, Frederick over to the shower area, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, Lord. Like I'm here and I don't know what I'm doing. Like I've never showered anyone before. Like I've never cared for someone in this kind of way that's so intimate and, and kind of weird, right? Hi, I just met you. Let me give you a shower, you know? Yeah. And so, and yet that's what I did. And somehow by the mercy of God, I, I remember looking to his, to his face and I just tried to make him received the dignity that he had been stripped back. So I was like, so did you grow up here in Kingston just trying to make small talk while we're cleaning and doing everything that we need to do? Um, by the time we got back, I was transformed, but I was just so ready just to help. And that that fear of not being able to do the things that he was asking me to do just melted away because now I was just being asked to love my brother who was before me.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, that's really what it's all about. I I remember, you know, I will I'll take uh, the vocation of a mother. There were there were times I love each of my kids. I've eight kids and I love absolutely 100% love each and every one of them, but there were a lot of days when I didn't like them much, you know? And I would wake up in the morning and I would say, "Lord, just help me to see the, your face in in this child, you know, because because uh, one of them in particular was really going through a tough time and making life kind of difficult for everybody in the house, and and just let me see your face in them, and and uh, it really does make a difference when when you can realize that what you're doing is. For the love of God, Absolutely. you know, Mother Teresa, you you know, you prayed for her intercession, and she's the one that taught us that. I think, oh, yeah. at least, taught me that um, to really try and see the face of God. She said that's the only way she could do what she did. You know, caring for the poorest of the poor was by seeing Christ's face in each and every one of them.
1: Oh yeah, it opened my eyes to see that I was called to a particular people here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. When I flew back and I knew that my dad was going through an operation of quadruple bypass surgery, mm-hmm. I was coming back um, from Florida, and I landed and I was in a layover in Miami and it was crystal clear that day. I was sitting there and there was a fast food restaurant before me, I'm waiting for my flight and this a uh, woman is yelling at the person behind the counter because they got their order wrong. Mm-hmm. And here I had just spent about two months serving the poorest of the poor people who are dying. And in my mind, I remember looking at this lady, I'm like, are you kidding me? You're yelling at her because you got her order wrong. Yeah. But in the inside, that's when Mother Teresa, through her intercession, really made me realize that the poverty is here, mm-hmm. that we have missed the opportunity to see our brother, our, 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 our God, our Christ in the other. We have missed opportunity to see that the other person was made by God, whether you like them or not. And so everything is so polar polarized now in our society mm-hmm. that it's very hard to see Christ in the other, even the people that we don't like. Mm-hmm. And so my mission really prepared me and transformed my heart to have a different vision of people that come before me. And I don't do it perfectly, obviously. Um, people still drive me absolutely nuts. I've been a priest nine, nine months, and people still drive me crazy, yeah. right? But it's that constant when I go back to prayer, okay, how can I see Christ in this person? How can I be transformed?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I really love that. And you know, I, I remember, um, your story reminds me, I remember one time uh, you know, I don't know, it must have been a bad day or what, because I don't complain much. I really, at least I don't think I do. But but I was complaining about something, and my husband looks at me and says, sounds like a first world problem to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it, this really isn't anything to, to be upset about. And it's a good reminder that, oh my goodness, the things that that we think are a problem... Oh, yeah. nothing
1: oh, I put so many posts on social media where i I put hashtag first world problem yeah. because I have to kind of get back to the basics and like step back and be like, Oh yeah, things aren 't really that bad i 'm blowing this way out of proportion, and yeah. Jesus Christ can be made present here um, doesn't mean that every life every day is simple or easy to find christ here it 's actually a challenge. But it's a mission. Yeah. It's a mission, and when you look at it from that perspective, it's exciting. You want to get out of bed. You want to see where Christ will be. My favorite prayer to pray is, "Dear Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to me in a concrete way today. Mm. If you reveal yourself today to me in a concrete way, I can get through it." Mm. Um, and and He does. He's so faithful to that prayer. For some reason, especially for me, for the past nine months, He's just every day He's been making Himself so present to me even during the struggles of just day-to-day administration work um that has to be done as well you know he's made Mm -hmm. present
0: yeah yeah excellent all right well we're at twenty two thousand three hundred and thirty five dollars and uh so we are grateful we are very 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 grateful we would be um really ecstatic if we could start getting some phone calls with some pledges coming in here six seven eight six eight eight 4549 a founder lets us ring the bell a founders a hundred dollars a month for 36 months we ring the bell but any donation it could be a whole lot of people joining together and uh, many hands make light the work so if we can just ring those phones off the hook then we can do better today than we did yesterday i think it's still possible we still have an hour and a half yesterday was fifty four thousand four hundred and fourteen dollars $54,414. $54,414. Today we're at 22335 I really think we can still do it, but we got to work hard. We got to work hard and we got to work fast. So the number to call is 678-688-4549. Can you, can you make a donation of any amount, whether it's monthly or one time, um, whether it's a founder or $5 a month or a one-time $5 pledge, everything helps. Everything, everything, everything helps. So please give us a call at 678-688-4549. We're at $22,395 so far for today when we get to, to 30000 So that is just $7,605. $7,605. If we can get that then we we ring the bell. If we could do that with two founders, that would be $7,200. So then we just need $435 one-time pledge, and we ring the bell, that would be three times that we would ring the bell.
1: And I wanna ring the bell. We
0: wanna ring the bell, and the record today, (laughs) or the record so far, this pledge drive is three rings. So, we got to get 4. You're a competitive guy. Hey, let's get 4. Let's, let's do, do it. it. I just
1: sent a text to get people to start <laughs> donating.
0: That's awesome. That is awesome. And also just to say, "Hey, Father, we love you." And I think that's important too. That's part of what we do here at The Quest is to support our priests who are supporting us on Catholic Radio. So if you cannot make a donation, um, but would like to say, hey, Father, we love you, or if you have a prayer request, give us a call at 678-688-4549. But we sure would love to have some pledges coming in as well. So come on, let's do it. 678-688-4549. Four nine. We are talking with uh, Father Jack Knight. He is the parochial vicar at Saint Benedict Catholic Church in Johns Creek. Um, you are at a. Uh, you've only been a priest now for nine months. You are at a huge, huge parish. Thirty two hundred families.
1: It's massive.
0: Wow. it uh, <laughs> Wow. That that blows my mind. Thirty two hundred families. That's a lot. So, want to. Uh, um, you know, you've only been a priest for nine months. What are some of the the Challenges, the joys, and the surprises. So let's look for one of each of those. The sure. challenge, joy, and surprise um, that you have found in the last nine months. The, the number to call is 678-688-4549. Challenges, joys, and surprises.
1: I think the, one of the biggest challenges, I think, is learning my role. How do you become a father? How do you allow the Lord, Jesus Christ, to teach you how to be a father? Um, Especially when you're just trying to put everything that you've learned into practice and allowing people to come encounter God through the sacraments in your priestly ministry as a father. So I am so incredibly um, challenged every day because it's so different from seminary. Seminary, we had... 120 guys all studying for the priesthood for the Southeast. I went to St. Vincent de Paul in Boynton Beach, Florida. So we're being uh, formed for the South. It's the only fully bilingual national seminary in, in the United States. Mm. Um, so it, it was crazy that w- I would, went from this kind of community where we pray together, we eat together, we we go to the gym together, we study together, right? And so we go from that to a parish of 3,200 families in which all the priests are busy all the time, and so it's really hard to construct this fraternity. I'm I'm indebted to my brothers. There's three other priests here in the Archdiocese who reached out to me with it be- right before I got ordained and invited me to partake into our fraternity group. So we meet every month where we pray together, um, we gather together, we spend the entire day together and hang out, and then we vacation once a year together. We just came back from our vacation uh, two months ago. Nice. And so... It was such a blessing to have them because they're all three of them have been priests longer than I have. And so they're really I'm I'm on a text group with them. I'll shoot them a text like, what do you do in this situation? Or I'll be in the middle of like a crisis. And I'll call like my big brothers and be like, so even in my challenges, I'm able to find Uh, Christ, because he's revealing himself and manifesting. So I think that's the biggest challenge is I don't have that built-in fraternity 24-7 in the rectory. I really have to work and construct it. Most, Most priests who have left have felt lonely. Um, and so they don't have the necessary tools or people and families. Um, so I think between my fraternity groups and then families who have known me before I was a priest that open up their house that I can show up in, you know, gym shorts and a t-shirt and just be Jack. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not a priest, but they allow me to to have that sense of intimacy of what it means to be part of a family. Um, and so they've really helped me between those families and my fraternity group with that challenge of. Um, not having that close-knit fraternal group that we've had. The biggest joy, I think, is the sacraments. I mean, I would be dumbfounded not to say it. I keep pinching myself every time I celebrate Mass. I'm like... Uh, what the heck just happened here? You know, like Jesus Christ was just manifested, um, uh, baptizing children, even funerals. Um, I'm invited into the most momentous and ordinary moments of people's lives, not because I'm Father Jack, but because I represent God and that Jesus Christ is still present. And so I think that's the most joyful things that have ever happened so far to me. Um, what was the third one? Uh,
0: challenge.
1: I did the challenge. Oh. I did joy. Um. I don't Surprise. know. Surprise. Oh, surprise. surprise. Yeah. Um wow. Uh I I did not think I was going to be marrying 14 couples this year. Mm-hmm. Um I'm preparing them and they're all in different stages and I pray for them and I work hard with them. Um it was definitely a huge surprise, especially because I'm at such a big parish. Yeah. And I think the couples they just find out they're like, "Oh my god, Father Jack is so young." They're like, "I want Father Jack to marry us," you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, partly I think it's just because I'm youthful. Still, even though my grades are starting to come in and I'm starting to lose hair up top. But I really, I think that was the biggest surprise for me is this... Um this ability to walk with people in such uh, an amazing part of their life, while we're just getting them ready for the sacrament, and really, I, I make a promise to them. I give. I don't. I never give my cell phone out in ministry, but I give my phone number out to the couples. I say, "I am your priest for marriage prep." But it, marriage prep also means after the fact that you get married. So even though you, I may not be at St. Benedict's anymore, I want you to know that. I'm going to be here in the archdiocese. So when crap hits the fan in your life, and your marriage, you start having kids, you don't know what to do, you call me, you have my cell phone number. Mm -hmm. I didn't become a priest to sit in an office all day. I became a priest so that I could be radically available to everyone in need who needs Christ present to them. And so that's been one of the biggest surprises for me, slash joys, um, with all my married couples. I pray for them all the time. And it's super excited to be in such a pivotal role in their life.
0: Oh, I love it. All right. So we are at $22,495. I'm not sure if that's an increase, but we're it moving is, up it slowly. Is. It is. All right. So $22,495. <laughs> um, so we are we are moving along, and that means that we are just, uh, what would that be, $7,505 away from ringing the bell at $30,000. We're just uh, one founder away, if somebody can call in as a founder from ringing the bell. Um, founders would pump us up over 30,000 for sure. Number to call is 678-688-4549. We're talking with Father Jack Knight. He's the parochial vicar. Nine months uh, at uh, St. Benedict's Catholic Church. What a great place to start and really, really get your feet wet.
1: Oh, yeah. I I really am blessed to be there. I've the pastors really entrusted me to the hispanic community there so Mm -hmm. i'm always with them Mm -hmm. every tuesday and sunday night and then also uh the youth i'm with our youth as much as possible when i can be with them Mm -hmm. and it's just it's a joy to work with the whole entire community Mm -hmm. um and it's so huge i can't remember names so i am just trying to get faces down you know and remembering faces but it's a it is a great place to be um it has its joys it has its struggles but that's life. And I've learned that through my family that no vocation comes without a cross. And a vocation without a cross is not a vocation at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I would agree with that. I, yeah. I had one daughter that took her vows. Um, they were both holding the crucifix. And then um, instead of kissing each other, they both kissed the crucifix right after the the vows. And oh, wow. It was pretty powerful. Powerful for me, powerful for everybody. Yeah. And then the crucifix, of course, takes a prominent prominent role in their their home and it's a a croatian tradition I oh, okay think. and my husband's croatian so anyway um but it, it was powerful uh speaking of youth and youth ministry rita woohoo! rita called in
1: we and, work together
0: yes sir she says give kudos to father jack and thank him for the changes he has made and for all he does for the teens
1: yeah i love it Uh, Rita works at St. Benedict's with our youth program, and she is a rock star alongside with Amy, her assistant. Um, we just go in there and I have a blast, um, because I'm, I'm filled with a lot of energy all the time. They make fun of me. I don't just come into the office every day. Um, one of my brother priests says I make a grand entrance because I literally go by everybody's office and say, Hey, how are you? What's going on? What can I do? Um, and, um, Yeah, it's super exciting just to work with them and, um, and, and. And all the things that they have planned for our youth—it's so awesome. We've been working with St. Dominic Catholic Church in Panama City. Um, one of my brother priests, who got ordained a year before me, was placed in Panama City, and their church was completely destroyed during Hurricane Michael. And so I saw him on CNN. I had no idea that his church was as completely abol- like demolished. Uh-huh. And so I told my pastor. My pastor said in a text message, like right away. He said, "What can we do for them within?" In three weeks, we had turned around. St. Benedict's had turned around. We did a collection. We raised $27,000. We took two buses down there. We had parishioners giving up their beach vacation homes so that we could go down there. So things are moving and shaking at St. Benedict's, and the youth are all on board. Um, I just did a ski trip with the youth, too. Um, that was a blast. Even though it was super cold, um, it was a lot of fun just to ski the slopes with them and and give my love out to Rita and Amy and their support at St. Benedict's. They're just truly amazing women to work with
0: all right and I have a few more messages I'm going to give out the numbers six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine I've also been given the message that we are going to we are going to double every pledge it does not have to be a monthly pledge and it goes back to the very first of the hour so they're doubling all of the pledges whoever it is that, that's calling in and saying they're doing that they're doubling every donation that was called in since you sat in the hot seat so we'll do that until um 557 whenever you leave um so now's the time you can double your money 678-688-4549 okay so this one's pretty special shout out to father jack good job jack from your dad how cool is that yeah
1: yeah, i love
0: him uh so good this person trisha and todd give a shout out to father jack thank you for blessing us with your vocation. Um, P.S. Todd says... Your beard looks great on the radio. <laughs> oh,
1: great! Nice. That's awesome.
0: I love it. Those, I love those it. are
1: some great friends of mine. We go to the breweries together, uh, uh. <laughs> and they live locally. So
0: that's great. All right, and so this person, Christine. That's um, my sister. Okay, she she uh, donated online, and uh, let's see if it has a message. It just says, "In in support of Father Jack, she gave a one time." donation thank you christine
1: Christine. love you
0: yes absolutely all right so you know i've been sitting here thinking should i ask this question or not but i'm gonna ask it here we go jim the jim and your clerics
1: Oh well, I show up. I don't work oh, out in my clerics. My,
0: come on, come <laughs> no, on. <laughs> I cannot work out in
1: clerics. They're very restrictive. I'm like that
0: would not work. <laughs> no, but it though. is
1: it is funny because um, I work out in this gym, and you would be surprised how many parishioners I bump into. Really? Um, and then they're introducing me to their gym friends who are not practicing, or they're practicing in their other faith, and they're like, "Wait a minute, you're a Catholic priest," and I'm like, "Yeah," and yeah. they're like, "Why are you here?" I was like, "Well, I'm." I'm <laughs> I'm here because this is the temple that God has given me. And I have, just like everyone else, a plethora of diseases that come hereditary on both sides of my family. Yeah. And so I know that I'm an investment, that the church invested well over half a million dollars in my studies over the course of eight years, yeah. but also that they invested in who I was. And so that my health is very important, that if I don't take care of my health, that could cut... Um, my, my ministry, which is really the Lord's ministry here in North Georgia by 10, 15 years because I'm not taking care of myself. And so I hate the gym. I know that's a strong word, and I don't know if I can use it on the radio, but I will use it. I hate the gym. I love the relationships that I make. And what I've realized is there's a real parallel with going to the gym and doing things that you don't like builds up your discipline, and it is improved my spiritual life in so many ways that I'm like, nope, I'm going to do it. Even though I don't want to or don't think I have the time, because I have serious FOMO, which is the fear of missing out like Ah. i have true fomo the fear of missing out so like if you want me to commit into something i don't want to do it because there might be a better offer around the corner and so uh by going to the gym building up my discipline i'm able to commit and just stay committed i think we need people of commitment and i'm trying to do my best not perfect but i'm trying my best
0: oh that's awesome that really is awesome and i would uh, you know, and I, I think it's, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, gym and strengthen your muscles and staying healthy. And that applies the same discipline for that applies to the spiritual life too. We gotta, we gotta continue praying. We gotta receive the sacraments. We gotta flex those spiritual muscles as well as the, the physical muscles. And I, I agree with you. I'm a, I'm a busy mom as well. And I make the time for the gym just because. It's it's so important. Yeah, I it don't is like so it, important. but
1: it is important.
0: I actually, I I, actually, I, <laughs> I don't really, like it at all. <laughs> I actually do, but it's only certain classes that I like. Okay, you know, it's okay, not, okay. not to, you know, I yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm a picky gym goer yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, all right, and you know, somebody I was telling me a story once. I was having a rough time, not about the gym, but it applies here, not about the gym, but she, you know, and I was really struggling um, with the decision that I made and it didn't turn out like I wanted. And I'm hoping the Holy Spirit's leading me in this story. And the person said to me, you know, I had a granny and she worked out every single day. She went and she, she, you know, worked out on her exercise bike every single day. And somebody asked her one day, granny, you're, you're kind of fluffy. Do you think that exercise bike really helps? And she said, well, I don't know what I'd be like without it. Yeah. And I think that's so true. And it is, you know, we, we may second guess some of our decisions and, and wonder why the heck is God asking this of me right here, right now. But, you know, unless we're praying, unless we're at the sacraments, you know, we're not going to grow and we're not going to get better. And so it's well, so important. Well, we don't important. have
1: purpose. You know, mm-hmm. it's always that idea of if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. Right. And so it's always maintenance. There's always maintenance in the spiritual life. And it's not maintenance to to be sedentary. It's right. maintenance to do better and to grow just a little bit better. I mean, that's what Lent's about, right? Just getting a little bit better, getting our relationship with God just a little bit better having an encounter with God every day, making Him purpose, being stripped of the things in this world, not so we can just say we've been stripped of Him, but so that we make more space for Him. Yeah. And so it takes time. It takes discipline. I don't expect anybody that I lead um, from our parish to be where I am and i know that there are a lot of people in our parish that are further along in the spiritual life than i am and that i can learn so much from them mm-hmm. and so we're all in it together and my f- my favorite image and i know people have said it is just like saint benedict's is a house and that house is made for sinners and it mm-hmm. is jam packed with them starting with the priest yeah. you know and so but it's it's a hospital for our sinners it's a place where we can get healing and grow in the spirit of Christ and through the gift of this holy Spirit who's moving through the church um I don't want it to become a museum of saints. we're not mm-hmm. there yet, yeah, you know that's for heaven like let's let's work now yeah let's do it now,
0: yeah, hey, what is the quote? Maybe you know it's like something. Not a museum for saints, saints but it's a, a hospital, hospital for sinners. sinners. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. I, what, maybe Fulton Sheen. I don't know who, who knew said, said that. that. I don't know. But, it wasn't me. But yeah, but yeah, I'm not plagiarizing. Yeah, but but <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's true. It's absolutely true. So again, the number to call: six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. Come on, give us a call. We're at $22,780 and we only have five minutes um, until with Father Jack and and we are doubling right now, doubling everything that is called in no matter the amount. We are absolutely, it doesn't have to be monthly, um, anything that's called in. So if you call in with five bucks, it becomes 10. How cool is that? You can't normally double your money, but you can do it right now through the generosity of this anonymous donor saying that they will double anything that's called in dollar for dollar. If you do call in as a monthly donor and you get $5 a month, it becomes $120 for Catholic Radio. So that's a really cool and quick way to pump up this total is by being a monthly donor, but you don't have to be. i um, love to have a founder so that we get to ring the bell, but you got to do that one really quick so that we get the message over here and we can do it. Number to call is 678-688-4549. Have a couple more messages for Father Jack. This one is from Jude, a missionary in Atlanta who met you at Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. He works with uh, Father Klein. Wanted yeah. to thank you for wearing your collar in public. And thank you for your example.
1: Absolutely. I wonder thank if that's you. the
0: Jude that was just here, yes? God
1: bless you, Jude. God
0: bless you, Jude. I love it. And I love that you're listening. Um, a shout out to Jim and Mary, um, godparents. And oh, that's my
1: godparents. Yeah
0: and rob They're from detroit
1: okay. and rob and stacy yeah they're, they're from ann arbor
0: they're listening online awesome quest and they God. both called and made a pledge um so we are grateful absolutely grateful thank you thank you thank you talking with father jack knight he's the parochial vicar at saint benedict's catholic church trying to get more donations pump it up six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine we only have about four minutes want to make sure we receive your blessing at the very Absolutely. end what haven't i asked you that you want to share with our listeners
1: my vocation was born out of a family mm. and it is so it is so important in this time that we pay attention to our children that we that we show them how to give of themselves how to recognize the gifts that they have been given my vocation is here because my family. Um, I sent a text message to the group and they were on it. My sisters started calling in, donating, my mom, my dad, my godparents. We are a collective unit and we know how important our faith is. And so if I can impart anything to our listeners is that maybe you've taken your family for granted Maybe you're not in a good spot with your family members. Maybe today the Lord is moving in your heart to call them to remedy the situations, any situations that have. And so I ask that you just put your family in in light of God and try to see them as Christ sees them, not because they're perfect, but because God has loved you past your faults, so that you can love people past your own, their own. So love on your family, especially if you have any a brokenness or a remedy. Um, I give thanks to my family for giving me the gift of life and this vocation.
0: Mm, mm, Beautiful. That truly is beautiful and you know so many of us can look back and say this wasn't right or that wasn't right but so much of what um you know parents do have been right and and um you know as a parent i hope my kids are seeing the good and not yeah. the failings and that, that that's well, what they'll well, we're not called
1: to be perfect we're called yeah. to be faithful my exactly. parents my sisters none of them are perfect yeah. but they're all faithful
0: yeah oh so good So good. Well, your parents obviously did something right, because we have a great priest sitting across from us. You also have a sister with a great name, by the way. Which one? Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We're 16 months apart.
0: That's awesome. Kelly called in and uh, says that she and the two nephews say hello.
1: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's up in Indianapolis.
0: Ah, so good. I love it that that, uh, we're spreading the word. And, you know, they can keep listening. When we go back to regular programming, they can stream it. They can Bluetooth it in their car. They can do... All those wonderful things for the Quest Atlanta. Um, it's at thequestatlanta.com. How cool is that? And then uh, next time Father Jack's on, they can hear him again because they probably miss you.
1: Absolutely. I miss them too. Yeah. They're wonderful.
0: Ah, so good. All right, so we are going to get your blessing to sure. um, all of us here as well as out through the airwaves of potential 3.1 million listeners.
1: Almighty God, I ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon all the volunteers and workers here at quest atlanta radio i ask that you bless all of our listeners in a particular way that you bless my family you bless everyone here present on property that we may have a real encounter with god that the work and ministry that we do here is not empty but reaching other people for the glory of god and through the intercession of our lady of providence may almighty god bless you all Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.
0: Amen, amen, and out through those areas. Don't go in peace, uh, stay listening. Uh, stay listening, <laughs> absolutely stay listening. Thank you so much to Father Jack Knight, parochial vicar at St. Benedict's Catholic Church. We're gonna be back with the the last guest of the day, and it's gonna be a lively one because we're gonna have a, a competition between the Knights of Columbus. It's called the Knights of Columbus Fish Fry Competition, and uh, it's gonna, they're, going to be Knights of Columbus representing all saints, Christ the King, St. Bridget, and St. Michael the Archangel Church. So stay tuned and uh, keep on calling 678-688-4549. Thank you, thank you, thank you.